0: Welcome back to another episode of Simply Ayurveda, a place where we learn how to apply the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda into our everyday lives. I am your host, Julia, and today we have a very exciting episode. Today's topic is a big one, and it's something that has really captivated my interest from the moment I started learning about Ayurveda. So I suggest grabbing a warm cup of tea or your favorite herbal latte grab a seat, because today we are going to talk about the impact that stress has on our health, specifically when it comes to our 9 to 5 jobs. And this really started as something that I was experiencing personally. I always felt this disconnect between my well-being outside of work and my well-being when I was clocked in for work. Before 9 a.m., I was relaxed, I was grounded, my nervous system was calm and regulated, But then the second I would start my work day and something would go wrong or pop up last minute, my nervous system and stress levels would spike, and I returned back into the fight or flight mode that I tried so hard to work my way out of. But then when I started digging a little deeper into this topic, since I actually chose this as my thesis for my Ayurvedic counselors program, I learned that workplace-related stress is actually the fifth biggest cause of death in the United States. And so this actually showed itself as a much bigger problem than I was even initially aware of. And I know that this is not how life is supposed to be. There is so much more to life than what we do for a living, but if our jobs take up one third of our entire lives and we spend a majority of that time feeling stressed out, then how is it possible to really cultivate positive health? Because at the end of the day, you know, we can eat well, we can work out four to five times a week, we can do all the right things. But if we are not taking care of our mental health, then we are not truly healthy. There is a direct connection between the mind, body, and soul of a human being. Ayurveda preaches that mind care is health care. And so if our mental health is so heavily impacted, by the large portion of our lives spent at work, then we really need to find a way to bridge this gap. So today we are going to be talking about how Ayurveda can be applied into the workplace so that we can start to tackle this life-threatening stress pandemic in a holistic way. In order to do this, we need to look back to the year of 2020 when we were introduced as a collective to the concept of working from home. Working from home showed us a completely different type of work-life balance. Working from home allowed us so many new things, like the ability to cook our own lunch instead of eating out. It gave us the time to take an appropriate lunch break and not eat at our desk or on the go or feeling rushed. It allowed the grace for a 10-minute breathing break without your boss breathing down your back or a break outside to decompress. And while yes, the pandemic itself brought its own type of stress into all of our lives, it still opened our eyes as a collective to an entirely new way to go about our nine to five jobs, as well as how we balance our work. Now that we are three years post COVID pandemic, more and more employers have required their employees to return back to office. And this was a very difficult transition for so many people, if not a deal-breaking decision. And regardless if you are full-time in the office or you're hybrid, we are seeing these work-related stress levels begin to dramatically increase. And I'm not saying that we all need to go back to working from home to solve this problem. But when I chose this thesis, I wanted it to hopefully shed some light as to how businesses can implement new change and how we as individuals can implement some practices so that we can all learn to better manage our stress. So let's get into the details. If we think about this, out of the 24 hours of the day, we are on average working for eight to 10 of those hours, if not more for some occupations. That is a huge portion of our day, of our week, and of our month, In fact, our work life is estimated to take about a third of our entire lives. So that means that we are spending nearly a third of our lives feeling excessively stressed out. The U.S. Department of Labor reported workplace stress to cause approximately 120,000 deaths in the U.S. each year. This makes workplace-related stress to be estimated as the fifth biggest cause of death in the United States. I mean, imagine that, 120,000 deaths each year, the fifth biggest cause of death due to stress at our jobs. Out of the 83% of workers who reported high stress levels at work, 54% of those workers reported that that stress even affects their home life. There are so many factors that contribute to work stress. And a lot of it does fall back on the employers and the work culture. And so while some of these factors might be out of our control, there is still a lot of change that we can implement, both on a corporate level and an individual level, to help offset some of these symptoms. So the question is, how can we use Ayurveda to feel better at work so that we can reduce stress levels and as a result feel better, perform better, and live happier, more fulfilling lives. So let's start on a corporate level. This is for all the business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, anyone that has some level of control over the work culture. There is one thing that all companies have in common. They need their employees to feel healthy, happy, and productive in order to produce good results. The health and wellness of your employees directly affect your company, and I hope that that is essentially a no-brainer. But I'm not talking about the standard health insurance benefits, because despite the typical initiatives that are offered, more than 46% of corporate workers are still under enormous stress, 43% still have a skewed body mass index, 43% still live with hypertension dangers, and 30% still live with diabetic dangers. According to the CDC, the top four out of the 10 most costly health conditions for U.S. companies include chest pain, high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart attack. The quote continues on to say that work stress is a major health issue ranking above physical inactivity and obesity. What? So if these companies are spending money on insurance and all of these employee benefits, but the employees are still reporting deteriorating health, then we are really seeing some wasteful spending here. And I, by all means, am no expert. But I do know that if we were to incorporate more of an Ayurvedic-inspired model with holistic preventative initiatives, keyword here being preventative, then it would look something along the lines of providing regular wellness check-ins covered by the employer to assess employee mental and emotional health. This would also help to assess the root cause of what is really triggering the decrease in employee health that we're seeing. From identifying the root cause, we would then be able to provide better stress management techniques better lifestyle and diet modifications, detox and rejuvenation programs, even things like yoga therapy, massage therapy, panchakarma. Panchakarma includes different Ayurvedic body therapies that are really effective in helping the body heal and remove severe imbalances. There are even ways to implement things like yoga classes or a place to learn about different breathing exercises so that your employees can learn and empower themselves on how to ease stress and tension from their body and mind. Another option is for companies to give access to seasonal detox and rejuvenation programs, as well as health services that advise specifically on diet and lifestyle modifications. A major part of our health of the body and mind begin in the gut. And so if we can target this root cause of our health, then it would be revolutionary. And the best part is that most services like this can be provided solely online for half the cost, and especially for businesses that are not located in major cities. And this is really just scratching the surface of what we could do. Because it is possible to work hard while still creating outstanding employee health results and supply overall positive well being. Do you know what a company could get in return for offering more holistic services? up to 34% more revenue per employee. So now you have healthier employees, you're gaining more revenue per employee, you have a stronger and more engaged workforce, a positive work culture, and now your business is soaring in so many more ways than one. The best part is that when you take on a more Ayurvedic approach of prevention, it actually becomes more economical on the business side And there is already research demonstrating that this works, because if we focus on these preventative measures, a healthier workforce translates to lower workers' compensation claims, insurance premiums, and it lowers the indirect costs if workers miss more work due to illness. I know so many people who work for companies that don't even give them a proper lunch break or where the employee feels that they have to skip lunch or eat at their desk and try to multitask because they have so much work to get through. Ayurveda teaches that lunch is our most important meal of the day. It all goes back to the circadian rhythms that we discussed in a previous episode. According to Ayurveda, our digestion is at its strongest around noon, meaning we have the ability to digest food best between the hours of 11 and 1. And so it's so important that we allow the employees a respectful lunch break. Otherwise, if this meal isn't sufficient or if we're skipping lunch, we're disrupting our natural circadian rhythm. And when we do this, we are essentially asking for a recipe for weight gain, metabolic difficulty, midday energy crashes, which will lead to unhealthy snacking, poor gut health, more anxiety, and more stress employers who go that extra mile and make work life balance a priority will truly reap the benefits of a physically and mentally healthier and more energetic workforce. And you know if some of these ideas are too large scale for some smaller businesses then we can go as far as looking at the physical space of your office environment. Are there places that people can go for quiet and concentrated work? How is your natural light? You can even do something as small as filling your office with more plants and greenery or encouraging outdoor walking meetings or outdoor lunches. Nature is so fundamental in Ayurveda, and so being able to connect with it as much as we can during our workday, instead of spending a majority of our day sitting under artificial light and staring endlessly into screens, this will tremendously show an improvement on our health. Considering the rise of work-related stress and deaths, it's becoming imperative for companies to really begin encouraging more time in nature, implement more preventative measures, implement mental and emotional health assessments, and diet and lifestyle support. Now let's move on to talk about things that we can do on a personal level so that we can start flowing more smoothly through our nine to five. So this is a tip that I have actually found incredibly helpful, and it's from the book The Power of Full Engagement, and it talks about working in 90-minute increments to then be rewarded with a 5-10-minute to break, and let me explain why this works. The key to high performance at work, as well as in our health, happiness, and life balance, is all about managing our energy, not our time. We need to focus on managing our energy, not our time. So for one, knowing that you have 90 minutes to push through to then be rewarded with a break of rest and rejuvenation will automatically help you stay focused and actually get the task at hand done. Because oftentimes, you know, we will start our day saying, okay, I have until lunch to do this assignment or I have until the end of the day to get X, Y, and Z done. But then we get distracted by our phones or our group chat or non-stop checking our email. Anything to procrastinate the task that's at hand. But when you have 90 minutes to finish something, you zone in. You're instantly more likely to be productive. You are more likely to feel good about the quality of work that you're putting out. This will contribute to feeling valued at your job, which I will circle back to in a minute. And then you get rewarded afterwards even if your reward is as simple as making a cup of tea or a snack or a quick break outside. This allows you to feel rested, rejuvenated, and ready to tackle whatever is next. I want to quickly circle back to this notion of feeling valued at your job and feeling valued about what you're contributing. Because our jobs take up so much of our day and a good chunk of our lives, feeling that we add value and overall just feeling good about ourselves and what we're contributing shows a direct positive effect on our mental health. There's a phrase for this, and it's called eudaimonic happiness. It comes from the Greek word eudaimonia, and it's this concept that we derive happiness from optimal functioning and reaching our potential. So whether you love your job or you're just in a job that pays the bills, because we spend so much of our days at work, regardless of what your job is, we really do need this feeling of fulfillment and purpose because it has such an impact on our overall well being and our mental health. Whether you're flipping burgers or working at a top financial firm, feeling good about what you're delivering is so important. So, I highly recommend giving this a try working in 90 minute increments, and then rewarding yourself with a break. I can speak from personal experience that this has transformed my workflow, my mindset, and my energy throughout my day. Let's move on to other ways we can better manage our stress Monday through Friday. Now this is another suggestion that I have personally implemented and love, and it's that a successful day always begins the night before. The night before, there are three things you should prioritize. Planning out your to-do list, planning what you're going to wear, and meal prepping a healthy breakfast and lunch to take with you to work. And let me break down the Ayurvedic perspective on this reasoning. For one, so much time gets wasted on just trying to make a decision, especially if you are someone that's already prone to running late. So if we can already have the decision made for us the night before, we are already setting ourselves up for a smooth and easygoing morning. And this is very important because our mornings set the precedent for the rest of our day. We talked about this in more detail in the Circadian Rhythms episode, but the different times of the day are influenced by each of the energy principles. So the early morning hours from 6 to 10 a.m., is the kapha time of day. And the qualities of kapha are slow, stagnant, likes to take their time. Kaphas also like to follow rather than lead. So this means that trying to plan out your day, the morning of, when the body is naturally influenced by this slow and waking energy, it's really the last thing that the mind wants to focus on during this time of day it would be significantly more productive and result in a better flow to your morning to have your day planned the night before. That way, since cuffas like to follow rather than lead, you already have your to-do list to follow. I know for me, this has been a game changer and I am a naturally very high Pitta person. I love to plan, I am married to my to-do list and I feel significantly more stressed if I wake up without my plan, versus if I made my plan the night before. Because that way I just wake up, I have it waiting for me, and I already have the guidance of what I need to do for that day. And this same reasoning applies to planning out your outfit the night before. Besides knocking out one less decision to make right when you wake up, you also dodge the chance of running around, looking for whatever it is you wanted to wear, only to find out it's dirty, or it's in the laundry, or you just can't find it. Again, planning and decision-making is just not naturally at its strongest in the early hours of the morning. So if we can eliminate the decision-making, plan the night before, it will allow a better flow to your morning, which will allow a better flow to your day, and it allows the mind to focus on the day ahead rather than these small morning decisions that oftentimes cause us to run late or stress us out. Then before you head out the door, don't forget to grab that lunch you prepared the night before, and also don't forget to have breakfast. Ayurveda really stresses the importance of not skipping any of the three meals so that we can stay grounded and balanced. Again, this all goes back to honoring our circadian rhythms. There is an increasing body of research that indicates that our bodies operate optimally if our eating patterns align with our circadian rhythms. You want to have a light, nourishing breakfast by 8.30 a.m., your main meal by 1 p.m., and your dinner by 7 p.m. And, you know, if you aren't hungry that early in the morning, then you can start with something small, like a handful of nuts with some dates or raisins. Eventually, your digestive fire and appetite will heal and return. If eating and prepping your meals at home just simply aren't an option, then definitely at least try to prioritize warm, cooked, and nutritious whole foods for your meals. And please, please don't skip lunch. From an Ayurvedic standpoint, your lunch is the most important meal and it is best to eat it between the hours of 11 and 1. What you eat for lunch is literally what fuels you with the energy to complete your day. Because if you don't have a sufficient lunch, or if you skip lunch, or you're eating it on the go, or in between meetings, then not only are you disrupting your digestion and your natural circadian cycle, but you will likely experience that mid-afternoon crash around 2 or 3 p.m. And what do those energy crashes result in? Oftentimes, it has us reaching for that midday coffee or unhealthy beverage or snack to get us through the day, and none of those are good for our health. Consuming any type of caffeine in the afternoon completely disrupts the body's natural cycle of preparing to wind down in the evening. Caffeine stays in our system for a very long time, and so it will affect your ability to get a good night's rest. If you're used to sipping on something in the afternoon, Try swapping your caffeine for a warm herbal tea. These are super easy to keep at your desk or take with you on the go. Herbal teas are caffeine-free. They're filled with yummy supportive herbs that will keep you feeling good, keep stress levels low, all while supporting your mind-body system at the same time. And you know, at the end of the day, it's really the little things that add up when it comes to managing stress. It's so easy to focus on the things that we don't have control over, like the work culture or our workload, we can't control our boss, we can't control the hours of the day, but we can control the quantity and quality of our energy. Making sure you get a good night's rest, having the day planned out the night before, not skipping any of the three meals, prioritizing warm, home-cooked meals as much as possible, and working in 90 minute increments followed by a break. We cannot allow the health of our society to continue to decrease at the rate it's at. And all change begins on an individual level because what starts on an individual level spreads outward to a societal level. I really hope that some of these tips can help you better manage your stress during your nine to five the same way that they have helped me Please be sure to share this episode with someone who needs it, with a friend, a colleague, a coworker, maybe even send it to your boss. And I am confident that together with time, we can make a huge impact on the health of our society. As always, thank you all so much for being here, and I will talk to you next Tuesday.